Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. War Eagle, everybody. Welcome back to Believe in Everything Auburn. Taylor Davis, Jason Campbell, here to talk everything Auburn. You guessed it. We've got a great episode for you today, as we always do. We're going to talk National Signing Day, people, because it is here. The future is now. That should really be the tagline for the day. But yes, all of the future Auburn Tigers are sending in their letters of intent, their signing, uh, to get this class, you know, more solidified because I think Harson has been in the head coach role a total of 43 days now, and he had to build a staff, and now he's got to build a recruiting class. So certainly a big day down on the plains. We're going to talk about where things stand as of right now, talk a couple other things around the football program, and then we have a player interview for you guys. Well, former player now, former Auburn DB, Jordan Peters, who is, of course, preparing for the NFL draft now. He is going to join us, clue us in on what all is going on with him, reflect on this past season, and talk about how he is preparing for the draft. So it's going to be a great episode. We are so excited that you have joined us. JKM, how you doing this week? It's also Super Bowl week, people. How we feeling? <laughs> What's going on, Taylor? It is Super Bowl week. I tell you what, if it wasn't for COVID, I know where Jay Cam would be right now. I would be down on the beach in Tampa, tanning, get some Ooh, sunshine. Yeah. You know, going to a couple <laughs> of events, but you know, I take it. I'm home. Got a little sunshine outside today. Yeah. I'm feeling good. It's not raining. It's not too, too cold. So nothing to complain about. Yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of the Super Bowl. Let me go ahead and tell you about our sponsor. The Super Bowl is finally here, and you can get in on all the action at betonline.ag. Tampa Bay, the first team in history to play for a title on their home field, is currently a three-and-a-half-point underdog against Kansas City, who is looking for their back-to-back title for the first time in almost two decades. So BetOnline has hundreds of props on the game, including game MVP, margin of victory, and even the length of the national anthem. So you want to make sure you go over to betonline.ag. It's always available online or on your mobile device. So go ahead, visit BetOnline today. Okay, let's talk about National Signing Day because it's here. It's happening. And uh, I'm sure this Auburn 
coaching staff is eager to see more of these names solidified. As we all know, back in the early signing period, uh, we ended up with about 12. And even with all the coaching change and movement, we only lost one of those. So going into today, we had 11. 11 signees and four commitments. So today is obviously a a big day. There's still about nine to 10 spots that you would like to see filled. But Coach Harson has also been very upfront saying that, you know, today is not the finish line. Like recruiting continues. Recruiting really never stops. You know that all too well, JKM. So uh, they will certainly continue on this brigade. But the first letter of intent came in around eight o'clock central time this morning. Uh, the first one for the Brian Harson era, and it was from offensive tackle Colby Smith, uh, who was previously committed to Tennessee. So that was great. We then received a letter of intent from three-star linebacker Joko Willis, then four-star wide receiver Tarverish Dawson. I apologize if I'm mispronouncing that. That one's actually been one that people have had their eye on because he was considering some other SEC schools. No one was entirely sure if he was going to end up going with Auburn. So great to see that one committed. I think a four-star wide receiver is is a huge get for us right now. Um, Northwestern transfer defensive end Andrew Leota has came in around nine o'clock this morning. So they continue to pile in. They continue to add up. This will continue through the day. And even a couple that are having their signing day tomorrow and Friday. So the rest of this week will kind of be on alert, seeing these new guys come in and join the program. It's it's crazy to think, like, what these guys have had to learn in the past, like, two months. These guys that have been considering Auburn. Because... Anything that had been, you know, happening for their recruiting trail in terms of Auburn coaching, Auburn staff, who you'd be, so much of that is different now. So they've basically had to like go back to the drawing board and relearn Auburn and relearn what their their career here would be. And it's really encouraging to see a lot of the names that had been on the list months ago are still here now. It's a great sign of, of what this new coaching staff is already doing. Yeah, that's what you want, Taylor. You want guys that are committed. You know, it's just like being in a relationship. You want to be committed Mm -hmm. at some point, you know, and and everything. (laughs) And so so it's the same thing when you think about how they did their recruiting. Guys that that committed to the older staff, now that they're not here, they still stay committed to Auburn. So that means they wanted to come Mm -hmm. to Auburn. And that's the key. Like, once you choose decision to come to a school based off no matter who's the coach, I'm still going to that school. That means that's that school is in your heart and that's where you want to be. So right. when you go through some adversity or some hard times or great times, you're going to stick it out. You're not going to so easily jump into a transfer portal. You're not going to easily just say, I'm out. No, you're going to stick it through because it's in your heart. And that's the thing yeah. about I like so far about the guys that decided to stick with this new staff and stay committed to Auburn. And I think that's going to pay off for them. And when you think about all the things that have transpired over the last you know, two months, it's been a lot of change. But we've also found out the new facility that Auburn is building is going to be ridiculous. Like, it's going to be Insane. nice. So yeah. these players see that as well. Like, oh, man, in 2022, this is going to be finished. This is what it's going to look like. So you're a freshman coming in. You're like, man, this facility is about to be off the charts. Like, it's like so far head and shoulders above what we had. I, I feel like we was we, we was way beneath the pole. We, we was down deep in the sand compared to what they have now, which is how it's supposed to be. You're supposed to adjust and adapt and things are supposed to get better. So, you know, these kids have a lot to look forward to. So, you know, if I'm a guy that's on the Auburn player and on this thing, like, you know, you're a Smoke Monday and, you know, McLean and all these type of guys, like, 
Papo, like you have to be excited because you have an opportunity to to leave a pretty good legacy, you know, coming up. Yeah, 100 percent. And I, I think that a lot of these guys should look at this opportunity um, as very tangible, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. where this program is right now, it is in need of game changers and playmakers and also leaders. So if you know your skill set and you know your approach to this is is one that you're going to get in there and find your fit and find your way to impact a program, Auburn is where you should be. Like this is a great place to kind of start something new and leave your mark. And I'm excited to see the next generation do that. But another one that I'm excited about, kind of uh, similar to all of this, just newness, Devin Barrett, who is a guy that's been on our roster, he actually opted out of the 2020 season. He has announced that he's going to be returning, but he's going to be moved to running back. He Hmm. was playing at cornerback. He was initially signed as a running back, but they moved him to cornerback because of how many, you know, running backs we had. Well, now we're down to two. We have Sean Shivers and Tank Bigsby as far as scholarship running backs on the roster right now. Who would have thought we'd see that? But Mark Anthony Richards and DJ Williams both have transferred, as we know. So puts us in a compromising situation at running back. You want to have at least five. Heck, we've put five on a depth chart before on game day. So this is not the situation you want to be in. So he's actually getting to move back to running back and is going to return for the 2021 season. So that's, that's another exciting move as well. But, you know, I think that this, this day gets a lot of hype and, and it rightfully so it's exciting. And, uh, but certainly you, you keep your eye on it because more names will continue to add up. What was your signing day like J cam? Oh, signing day was, uh, I tell you what, it was, it was fun because he finally got the, re- yeah. the, the release, you know, Trust me, I enjoyed the phone calls, talking to all the different head coaches, learning all the different coaches. And, you know, you always my mom always told me, she said and, and dad, you say, hey, you know, you make sure you give them your eyes and make sure you tune in and you listen to everything they have to say. because Coaches come and go and you never know how things come back in full circle. So, you know, that was cool. But I tell you, it was draining, like going through it, like your phone ringing yeah. off the hook all the time and. At that time, you know, it was no cell phones for real. So it was the house phone ringing off the hook. And <laughs> and then guys, even after you say you committed to this school, like they still trying to come and get you to decommit and still come to their come to their university. And that became mm-hmm. draining because you'd be like, guys, look, I'm committed. Like I'm not changing my mind. You know, like I'm yeah. all the way in. I'm 100 percent in. But Still, though, they feel like if there's an inclement, if they have a chance of just flipping your mind, they still going to try it. And you can't fault them for trying because some guys do it sometimes. But, you know, it was it was it was so exciting to put your name on that paper and, and knowing where you're going to school at in a few months once you graduate high school and you start looking forward to it and you get excited. And, uh, you know, it, it was a day to remember. That's awesome. And and certainly exciting for those who are getting to experience that today and the rest of this week. We look forward to seeing this class get completed. But they certainly will have a uh, a gauntlet next season, as Auburn always does. The 2021 schedule was released last week, so I'm going to run through it real quick. Jason, give me your kind of initial thoughts and opinions on how the schedule plays out. So we will kick off the 2021 season at home against Akron then have Alabama State, then at Penn State, Georgia State at home, at LSU, Georgia at home, at Arkansas. Those three 
That's a gauntlet at LSU, home for Georgia, at Arkansas. Lest we not forget what Sam Pittman did at Arkansas this past year, that program is headed in the right direction. That's going to be a scary game. Bye week, Ole Miss at home, at Texas A&M, Mississippi State at home, at South Carolina, Alabama at home. That's a heck of a schedule. Yeah, that's a gauntlet. Uh, The good thing about this schedule is we come out of the the gate, we're playing against Akron, who is no pushover, but it's a good challenge to to get you kind of revved up to going. And you have an opportunity to start off 1-0 at home. Uh, you're not playing a superior opponent like a Oregon or some of these other schools that we played in the past on the first game. You get a chance to ease this new coaching staff a little bit better into into finding their groove. And then you get Alabama State at home, you know, another game that I think we can find our groove. And then also you go to yeah. Penn State. So now you go to Penn State and we won't know much about Penn State because we didn't see much of them this year. And then so we get a little bit mm-hmm. of two games to see what they're about. But I think we can go to Happy Valley and win that game. And then all of a sudden, like you say, like get Georgia State back at home, which is another game for us to come off a big game, recover a little bit, do some things. And then you hit that three-week gauntlet of a schedule. And that three weeks, I think, is going to tell where we'll end up at the end of the season, where we will be competing for the SEC West or we still a year out. Because that Arkansas, like I said, is going to be a whole lot better than what they've been. Uh, Georgia is probably going to be preseason number one. Um, LSU is not going to be the same LSU team we just saw this past year. You know that's not going to happen. So, right. you know, we have to find a way, which we didn't do this year. Years past is win the tough games on the road. And we have got to go to LSU mm-hmm. and Arkansas and find a way to win those games. Put yourself in position in the fourth quarter to give yourself an opportunity to win the games on the road. The Georgia game, I'm confident because we have them at home. We usually do pretty well against Georgia at home. But like you said, they are going to be highly ranked. You know, they defensively, they're going to be really good. So, and Mike Bobo goes against his old university as the offense coordinator. So that's going to be an interesting game. Yeah. And when you look at the rest of the schedule, of course, we got Alabama at the end. That game always kind of determines who goes to the SEC West, whether it's Alabama, or LSU, or Auburn. It always does. But Mississippi State's going to be a year better. I'm telling you right now, they're going to be a year better. Um, Mike Leach have an opportunity now to recruit and, and get some guys that, you know, fits his passing scheme. And you already know Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss, it was a tough game this year, you know, and, yeah. and everything. So, you know, he's going to be ready to aerate, aerate the ball out. So, you know, it's going to be an interesting schedule. And, uh, you know, it is. I just say, let's just see what happens. Don't put any predictions out there. They just take it one game at a time because no one knows what our football team is going to look like. Get his coaching staff an opportunity to go through the spring, get an opportunity to have a summer. And they got to learn each other. And that's the most important thing. It's yeah. about building chemistry. Like you can't just – you can throw 10 superstars out there. on the. Let's take Brooklyn Nets, for example. You got Harden, you got Kyrie, and you got Durant. Okay, the first two games, Kyrie, first four, couple games, Kyrie wasn't playing. Everything was flowing. Now Kyrie comes in the picture. They stumble for a little bit. Now they're picking their rhythm back up. So it doesn't matter how great yeah. you are, how good you are. It takes time to build that chemistry and get that cohesiveness. So let's give them some time. That's so true. It feels like right now predicting or expectations are so pointless because there's just so much that we don't know about this program. I mean, yes, a lot of guys are returning, but – there's no guarantee any of last year's starters will start again. I mean, probably other than tank. I mean, you know, there's a few, but you know what I mean? Like 
there's been such upheaval in this program that you don't know what it's going to look like in terms of personnel scheme. Like it, it could be completely different. So mm-hmm. I really hope we get the opportunity to have spring games this year. I, I expect that we will. I'm, maybe if fans can't go, they will at least be broadcasted so that we can get a better idea of what this Harson era is going to look like. So it'll certainly be a fun season. I love the the Penn State matchup. Obviously, you know, a couple years ago was a much better Penn State team than what we saw this past season. But I think that those kind of out-of-conference games, but Power 5 out-of-conference games, need to be more regular in the regular season. That's why the playoff is so beloved. But then, like, I think if we had more of those in the regular season, the committee would have more to work with in, in picking a top four that isn't just based on expectation of a team. Like, we've actually seen them go head-to-head and cross a little bit more. I know this past season was limited, but I think that those kinds of crossovers are way more telling and uh, and certainly going to be exciting. So I like that one a lot. But one more storyline I want to get into before we welcome in Jordan Peters. But before we do that, got to tell you guys about Just Live. Hey guys, it's a new year and every day is a fresh start for you to just live. Travis Pastrana here to tell you exactly why I teamed up with Clay Thompson, Alex Morgan, and Paul Rodriguez to launch our new wellness brand, Just Live. As professional athletes, we put ourselves through a lot, physically and mentally. So we found a Just Live around all-natural, THC-free CBD products. Being from the East Coast, I was pretty skeptical about CBD products, but as an athlete, it's easy to see when something works. And when my dad was at wit's end, living in a fog of painkillers, severe lack of sleep, numerous surgeries later, I recommended he try CBD. It allowed him to get an extra couple hours of sleep and it made all the difference to get my dad back on his feet. So don't go another day with pain, inflammation, or lack of sleep. I recommend trying Just Live today. These are products we fully trust and stand behind because we want you to be able to go out and just live. So get 20% off your order with code armchair at justlive.com. That's 20% off at justlive.com with the code armchair. What do you live for? Well, another guy who is anxiously awaiting April and hopes to hear his name called in that NFL draft is, of course, KJ Britt, who just got back from the Senior Bowl, and he had a really fantastic week. We talked about it last week. KJ was a guy that needed to take advantage of this opportunity. No one doubts this guy's athleticism or his ability or his talent, but the question marks are there because no one saw him play this past season. He was out all but two games because of injury. They needed to see what he can do right now, not what he did two years ago on his tape, what he can do right now. And he took that opportunity and ran with it. He was voted top linebacker of the week. He ended up as the sixth most impactful defensive player on the American team. He had five total tackles, two of which were solos. One was a tackle for loss, and he also had a pass breakup. So incredibly encouraging. I think he's somebody who probably saw his stock rise after the senior bowl and he just solidified the perception that people had of him after his junior campaign that maybe people were questioning if he could still be at that place and I think he confirmed that he very much is yeah most definitely like I said senior bowl is an opportunity for you to go out there and boost your stock and like I said this guy we definitely missed him on defense this year and in more ways than we can name and I understand why he decided I want to go ahead and go into the pros. When you play that linebacker position, that's a lot of beating on your body. And, yeah, you know, you're you're feeling those A-gaps a lot. You're coming or taking on ISOs. You know, your game is so physical and everything. So I think for him going to that senior bowl, he proved to everyone that, hey, one, I'm back healthy. Two, 
I didn't even play in the season this year, and I still was out there making plays. So what would it be like if I had an opportunity to have a whole season? Like, you know, my stock would really be up. So I think he took advantage of the opportunity that was given to him. I expect him to really make a lot of heyday because of because of his performance in the senior bowl. Anytime you can get rewards in a senior bowl and not having to have a season like like he wanted to have, man, it speaks yeah. volumes about your about your commitment to what you was doing during your time that you wasn't playing. That means you was busting your tail, working out, busting your tail, getting stronger, still watching film, mm-hmm. still being involved, even though you couldn't physically be on the field, you was doing other things to prepare yourself for what was next. And that's the difference between the guys that actually make it and the guys that actually don't. A lot of guys just say, I'm just, I just hope this just happened. Most guys that really want something, they put their foot down and they say, Hey, I'm hoping, but I'm also going to make it tough on the people that got to make a decision on me. And that's the difference. And I think this guy has solidified himself as a, as one of the top linebackers coming in this draft. And, uh, you know, I expect them to, to, you know, have a good draft day. Definitely. I think any team would be lucky to have him. They would also be lucky to have our guest, Jordan Peters. So let's go ahead and welcome him in. We are so excited to welcome in now former Auburn DB, Jordan (laughs) Peters. Jordan, War Eagle, thanks for joining us. War Eagle, thank you for having me. I mean, we were catching up a little bit before this, and Jason and I were were messing with Jordan a little bit because he just got back from Hawaii, so we suspect his sleep habits are a little messed up. But my guy's going to bring the energy today. I'm, I'm excited to hear all about your trip. Jason and I actually talked about it a little bit on our episode last week, but in case anyone missed it, you and Eli Stove were out there for the Hula Bowl and, and got that opportunity to go out and represent. So from a football perspective, what was that opportunity like for you guys? Uh, that was amazing just to <clears throat> get out there and just play with uh, competition or, around the around the country that we don't always get to play mm-hmm. um, and, and learn from learn different techniques from different guys. It's always just being a student of the game. So uh, for us to come down and, and do it in Hawaii with those guys, it was it was great. Uh, coach Rex was our coach, Rex Ryan, and he's a character. I'll tell you that uh, <laughs> he, he had his role in Hawaii. So, uh, the experience was great football-wise. Yeah, Rex is definitely one of those guys that you would like to have as your coach. I had uh, John Gruden when I was when I was in the Senior Bowl, and you know he was pretty much of a character as well. You couldn't tell when he was serious or not, because you know he gives you that Chucky look. So I can only yeah. imagine, you know, Rex Ryan <laughs> showing you. all those thirty-two white veneers he got in his mouth that you see on TV all the time. So I'm pretty sure y'all had some good stories. Oh yeah. That's awesome. Well, Jordan, I want to talk to you a little bit about, you know, this past season, what's going on with you right now, but I guess let's go ahead and start with, you know, the decision that you had to make at the end of this season. As everyone knows, um, everyone had the opportunity to come back next year because of the NCAA's eligibility rule that was uh, changed or adapted because of this past season, but you ultimately made the decision to, to forego next season at Auburn and pursue the dream that you have of the NFL draft. Talk to us a little bit about what went into that decision. I mean, that's a tough decision for everyone to make, but I can imagine after the year that 2020 was, it's difficult because of how unconventional this past year was. But what ultimately, you know, gave you the courage and the confidence that it was time to to close that chapter and look ahead to the next? Um. 
well, what gave me the courage, I'll say, was just the support of my of my family and, and close friends. Just basically them being in my corner, letting me know that it's God's plan. If it's going to happen, if it's meant to be, that's is meant to be. And so, um, but some other decisions that went into it was, um, if if we didn't have Corona, I, I would be in, this is this is where I would have to do. You feel me? So right. I wasn't trying to use Corona as an, uh, just a, another outlet of staying in the game another year for maybe the same result next year as far as draft stock wise mm-hmm. I could come back another year and just be in the same exact same exact position I was the previous year and a year older you feel me another year of football on my body mm-hmm. and so uh my health that was a that was really a major part just because uh football is not guaranteed always you never know when your next play could be your last and so uh I feel like I gave my four years, uh, four hard years, four dedicated ones. You know, I feel like it was time for me to go ahead and, and chase my chase my next dream. I feel like I, you feel me, fulfilled that first one, yeah, wholeheartedly. Yeah, I'm about that's a great analogy of it, how you look at it. Like if it wasn't for Corona, you don't have a choice. You know, you right. have to move yeah. on. But uh, you know, this season they gave guys the option to come back, or or you can transfer, and all these different things that you know kind of makes the hair grow up on my skin. But when you think about all the things that you had to go through in 2020, like, you know, take us back in memory bank. What do you think is the most challenging thing that y'all had to face as a team? And you personally, as a player, uh, having to deal with this type of season, because none of us could ever even talk about it because we wasn't in y'all's shoes. So, you know, to hear from someone that actually put those cleats on and had to go through these meetings and be tested every day, like how drainful was it? And then what did it teach you and what did you learn from it? Um, it was, it was really drainful now that you just put it, put it that way. Just going mm-hmm. through the whole season with that, that uncertainty, uncertainty, like we don't know, we really going to play the whole season just because of Corona. We don't know if it's going to pop up and have the team has Corona or something like that. So it's really practicing just faith, like just hoping that we would be able to play the whole season because it could be taken away from us and nothing we could do about it. And so I feel like that was the hardest, hardest thing for us to get over, like mentally as a team, just to keep pushing forward without having that certainty, that solid, solid feeling of that we're going to play. Because it's it's hard to, you feel me, set set your eyes towards a goal, knowing that it could be taken away and nothing you could do about it. Totally. So uh, I felt like that was the the hardest part uh, for us as a team to get over. But um, we did, though. I feel like we came together as a team, like, uh, you can ask anybody from the 2020 season, like we bonded together as brothers more than I have at any other year at Auburn. And I don't know if that's just because of having to be be together because of the uh, like bubble type type feeling or mm-hmm. just all the adversity we went through, even with like the uh, social direct this summer and things like that. Just we went through so much as a team. It'd be crazy if we weren't as close as we are. That's such a good point. I think, you know, this past season certainly had no shortage of of struggles and difficulty, but it kind of stripped everyone back to like the foundation of just 
the love of the game and like the love of your teammates and your brothers and the experience of playing college ball with each other. Like, I think it kind of brought everybody back to that place, which I actually think is going to be a benefit to those of you that are now stepping into the next phase in the NFL, because you've kind of reinvigorated that appreciation that you have to just play the game of football. And, and that's certainly going to serve you well. It's impressive to hear your perspective on it, but you know, along with the challenges that 2020 had in terms of COVID-19 and uh, the social justice and, and all of those things that happened, Auburn season in particular was also coupled with some difficulties. This was not the season that I know you guys anticipated having in terms of result. Then to end the season with the firing of, of Coach Malzahn, now the entire coaching staff has been completely moved around a good bit. We now know the Brian Harson era has begun. What was it like for you guys to go through that during this season? And how do you think the program is going to fare in this, in this new era? Um, well, that, that was a, a first for me, just losing a, a head coach. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I just I, – I really don't know about the, the new staff just yet because I, I haven't talked to them much, just being out from out where I live. Mm-hmm. But – uh, I feel like they'll be fine, though. I feel like Coach Harson has a has a great plan, and, which I, I know the guys that's in the program. We still have a, a smoke and a tank and a worm, and, and Chandler came back. So there's still some Auburn guys. We still got some leaders on there that, that you feel me, will lead the team the right way. And under, under Coach Harson, I'm, I'm sure that the sky's the limit with those guys. But uh, just going through a, a change like that was, was hard for us, you know, and yeah. We really didn't see it coming. Uh, Coach Malzahn, he got let go after a win. So, like, really the, the team was, like, a little confused. Like, I remember I was sitting by, like, smoking. Uh, right, who else I was sitting by? Like, when Coach Malzahn came in and told us, and, like, we all thought he was, like, joking at first. Like, oh, wow. that's how – yeah, that's that's just how random it was for us. But uh, once it happened, like, reality hit. Like, uh, what are we going to do? Blah, 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 things like that. But – um. I don't know. I'm excited to see what goes on. It's just a crazy time, crazy moment. That's the thing about playing football and even in Taylor's business and in the media world, you know, things are always changing. And, yeah. you know, you either adapt and adjust or sometimes you get left behind. But I always say the guys yeah. that are able to pick up and adapt or the guys keep moving forward, which is what you're about to do now at your next phase is you're trying to get ready for the NFL, get ready for the combat and draft, all these different things. When I look at you, you're a 6'2 guy. You know, of course, I'm 6'5". I pound on your head a little bit, but, you know, but. Um, Hold on now. Know. Hey, hey, you know, you're a 6'2 safety. You know, your pawpaw will give you a little bit left and right as well. You know, he about 5'11", but come- he a little stump, though. You know, he, he come with it, so. Yeah, I got to stop trying me. <laughs> but, man, with your size and the way you adjust, like, I'm just thinking about your 2018 season. You had, like, three block punts, you know, and then you come 2019, you had some more block punts. And then last year you had a big one against Arkansas at home and recovered in the end zone. So, you know, plot, so these plays that you make on special teams, yes, we know you're safety and you do a lot of good things at the safety position. You don't get a lot of opportunities because you are a tall safety and agile and can move. But, man, I'm telling you right now, going into the NFL, every player usually have to play special teams, and that's how they make the football teams. And then they end up being like the, you know, the second guy on the defense or or whatever. But you make that roster. And I think this gives you a great opportunity because what you meant to the Auburn program 
with your playmaking ability and special teams, I think it's going to help carry over to the next level because those are game-changing plays. How do you feel where you're at right now going into, you know, un, you know uncertainty? You know, you don't know what's going to happen. But So where where you feel like your mindset is at right now? Uh, yeah, shoot. Uh, life's uncertain. That's how I go through it. So it's, it's just all about the decisions you make, uh, minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day. So uh, I'm just going to go into it uh, just working, like you said. Uh, a lot of guys don't really notice how much special teams can impact impact uh, impact the game, really. And uh, I'm one of those guys that I do know that. So I, I always go out there wanting to make a play on special teams because that's, that, that's the forgotten aspect of the game. Everybody always thinks offense and defense and really don't think about special teams. And mm-hmm. that's really where games are won and lost. In, in some aspects. So um, I, I, when, when I'm talking to scouts and things, when they ask me, how do I feel about special teams? I tell them I want to play all of them. I want to be on there because I do know that's that's the ticket to making it on the bus. Exactly. From day one, when I got to Auburn, that was my ticket to making it on the bus, make it on special teams first, and that you got your foot in the door. And so uh, I, I'm not naive to the fact that I'm going to have to play special teams and I'm going to love it, though. So, I feel like that that's the difference between me and a, a, a lot of the other guys in this draft. I'm coming in and I'm wanting to play special teams because you can make just as much money right there as anywhere else. Uh-huh. Golly, such a good attitude and perspective and certainly one that, that you'll have to have for the next few months, but it sounds like you've really got a good grasp on it and that's certainly encouraging. Well, before we let you go, Jordan, I do have a few questions that people have sent via social media. What is your favorite team to play against? What game do you usually get most hyped for? Uh, it got to be that Georgia or Alabama game. Like, just the, the feeling in the locker room before, just knowing what this is a rival game. So, like, yeah. So, excuse what I'm about to say, but it's like I'm on crack in the locker room, just ready to play. <laughs> <laughs> the energy feeling, just, it, I, I guess that's what it feels like. Oh I don't God. know. <laughs> Ooh, Georgia and Bama. I like that. They yeah. they really have become like, I mean, we obviously know the Iron Bowl, but the Georgia game, man, there's just something deep with that one. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it's a special one for sure. Um, what is your, this is an interesting question and one I don't think we've ever asked. <laughs> what is your favorite uniform to wear? Oh, I like the, I like this. We call it Stormtroopers, the all white. Oh, yeah. It's on the diet. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Black, I've put definitely. it out here so many times. I wish Auburn would do an all navy, like uh, navy pants, yeah. navy jersey, and like a matte navy helmet. I think it would yeah. be so sick. Like I just, I, I understand tradition yeah. and, and we love that, but I just we tried that so back cool. in back in when I was playing. We want to change everything, but they it's just it. not Nothing. happening. No, no it ain't yeah. happen. We want to wear ain't orange. We wanted jersey like a game. color rush. We wanted like a yeah. color as orange this year. It wasn't gonna happen. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. I do like the white though. That's that's a good answer. Um, this one is a good one. I forgot about this. What was the day like where you and Big Cat Bryant had graduation and then had to fly to Mississippi <laughs> State to play in that game? What was that day like? Great question. That was, it was it was crazy. It was crazy fun because uh, me and Big Cat were roommates, so we woke up together like with with our family in the house in the morning and well let me back up the day before so like the team left and we're still in Auburn so we feel like we're in high school you know we didn't have to travel with the team 
Yeah. Like we were just chilling. We were like, what are we going to do tonight? We didn't we know what was going on. <laughs> but we just uh, went back to the house. Uh, the next day, woke up. Our family was pulling up and stuff. Uh, we went and graduated, something that we talked about all three and a half years leading up to it. And it was crazy. Like, we woke up and it was time to actually do it. So, like, in the blink of an eye, like, time just went so fast. And so, um, graduated, uh, had to hop on a plane at two, uh, got to Mississippi State. It was just me and Kat there. We got there about 30, 45 minutes before the team. Uh, and we were just taking it in. Like, those 30, 45 minutes, like, we really just graduated today gonna play a game like it's crazy how how life unfolds and, and the things that you can accomplish and do totally. and so um, we talked to the team and me and Kat we just let them know we're gonna go out here and win and it wasn't no doubt in our in anybody's head what we were about to do out there that night so we went out there and, and did our jobs and got out with a win and so uh that was the the close of that chapter and is a pretty good one if you ask me that is so cool I mean like just spe- two special experiences. You got a <laughs> private plane in between the two. I mean, like that is just a pretty <laughs> special day. You know what I mean? Certainly one that yeah. I know you both will uh, hold on to. But last one I will close with uh, from a listener, which is very applicable considering today is National Signing Day. They said, what advice would you give the future generation of Auburn football players? Um. I would tell them adversity is going to happen. And it's not about, it's just about how you adjust to it. Um, everything's not going to go your way. Mm-hmm. But uh, you can, if you control, control with you, what you can control, that, that's, that'll take you a long way. Just understanding what you can control and working towards one goal at a time. Uh, not trying to do too much at, at one time because you can, you can only perfect one thing at a time. So uh, mm-hmm. that's what I'll say. Just, knowing that adversity is going to happen and that you're going to have to adjust to it. And that's where champions are made. I got one for you before you leave. Then I'm going to let you go ahead and Uh-oh. get the sleepy out your eye. <laughs> so since you was on this, since you was on this team, you get to see a lot of personnel that guys that maybe was red shirted last year or didn't see a lot of time last year. Who are some names that you think we should keep an eye out for this year if you're an Auburn fan? Great question. Uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. He's gonna get his sleep out of my eyes. Let me think. Two. <laughs> uh, y'all got a little preview of him the last game. Elijah Cannon. He's gonna be a great player. Mm-hmm. Wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's my dog. He's gonna be a great player. Uh, other guys, I'm I'm, I'm waiting to step up. Uh, Devin Barrett. He has tremendous upside potential. You feel me? Just just waiting to just waiting to see it unleashed. That's gonna be a guy that uh, yeah, he's gonna surprise a lot of people. Um. Trying to think, uh, even even uh, dang, <laughs> JJ Evans, mm-hmm. he was on a he was on a scout team the whole time, but uh, he he definitely could have helped us this year too. Uh, this his size, he's a, he's a big receiver also, and and didn't really see a lot of playing time. So I'm excited to see him play, and then like some more of the defensive guys just that didn't get a lot of playing time. Maybe because of injuries, Jalen Simpson. Like you guys know, know what he's bringing yeah, to the he was table. Yeah, he's a big time recruit coming out of coming to high school. Yeah, so uh, and and that's my little brother. Uh, he was I hosted him when he was on his visits and stuff. So me and Jalen have a great relationship. So I'm I'm really excited to see the future for him because his upside potential is, is definitely tremendous. Just he's a tremendous athlete and uh, he has a great mindset too. 
Uh, he loves the game. He loves competing. So uh, that's definitely a guy that we need to keep our eyes out for. See, Taylor, I told you this. I told you he was different. When he texted me 45 minutes before and said, I'm up. I said, yeah. usually I have to chase these guys down That's 10 so minutes true. before to get out. I said, he already said he's up. And so that speaks character about who we have on the show today. And, it does. you know, if you're an Auburn fan, you know, always have this guy true to your hearts. Support him, root for him, pray for him as the draft get ready to come up out. Yep. And, uh, and, man, we're rooting for you, man. We're rooting for you. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everybody. That'll do it for us this week. Thank you so much for listening to us and following along. Just a reminder, uh, like we did at the end of that interview, make sure you're following Jason and I on social media if you're not already. My Instagram handle is at Taylor Beth Davis. Jay, what's yours? Mine is jcampbell17. And also follows at Twitter, Duh. jcam underscore 17. But Instagram is probably better for us because get your questions to us. We'll get them answered and as much as we possibly can. Taylor does an awesome job at that. So, you know, she's the, oh, she's, so the she's the real one. <laughs> Appreciate that. Uh, but we will be doing different question boxes and things like that. So you guys can interact a little bit more. Maybe we'll uh, start putting out some polls and get some guest input from you guys, topics, things like that. So make sure you're following us if you're not already. So you can have a bit more of a hand in what we're talking about on these episodes each and every week. So everyone go enjoy the rest of national signing day. Enjoy the super bowl this weekend. Jason and I'll recap that one on the episode next week, get some super bowl input from our guys. So make sure you tune in and everyone, have a great week. War Eagle. Where are you, everybody? KC 27, Tampa 24. Ooh, you heard it. You heard it. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.